Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around the League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, I'll be going through my eighth mock draft of the offseason. We are only about a week away before the draft, and I'm pretty pumped for it. And I'm sure you guys are too. You know, every fan is looking for their next star player, and Diamond's in a rough to root for. Luckily, this draft class has the potential to provide both. So with all that being said, here we go. With the first pick, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, taking quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Again, not going to spend too much time on this one. Pretty much locked and loaded is going to be the pick. I saw that Jacksonville fans are already making, buying his, off his wedding registry, and then he returned their favor and donated, I think, $20,000 in Jacksonville charity. So I think everyone knows it's the worst kept secret that Trevor's going to Jacksonville. Number two of the New York Jets taking quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU. Another one that's pretty, you know, lock solid, 95, 99% chance happening. You know, obviously with them trading Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson is the clear-cut guy to go there. And you know, he's going to have the likes of Corey Davis, Keelan Cole, and Denzel Mills to throw to. Definitely could use some more weapons. Could use another running back for him as well. But you know, Zach Wilson has a tremendous amount of upside, great arm talent, and uh, he's going to fit in nicely in New York. And number three at the San Francisco 49ers. You know, everyone's saying Mac. I didn't, I think I had Mac Jones there last mock pod but you know for the sake of change and I just really I just don't see how they could go with Mac but I had him going with Justin Fields from Ohio State he had a second pro day last week performed well you know San Francisco Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were there so you know it could be a smoke screen but obviously there's some interest there um you know I think he has could fit Kyle's offense very well he's good in rollout situations play action great arm uh, still a little raw, needs some more time to develop, and that's why I think you know he'd be a good pick there because he can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021. And number four, the Atlanta Falcons, not going for the quarterback of the future and going for tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. You know, him and Jamar Chase in a neck and neck in my eyes for the best player in this draft, non-quarterback. And Pitts is, you know, absolute revelate revelation at 6'6", 240. You know, ran a 4-4 at his pro day. I mean, he's basically a wide receiver that has learned to block, and with his size, I mean, he's going to be a top-five tight end during his rookie year. At five, as Cincinnati Bengals taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver from LSU, to reunite with Joe Burrow. I think Joe's going to want him, you know, the guy that he wants, you know, the Bengals to pick a five. Obviously, I think Pitts, Chase, and tackle Penny Sewell are in play for the Bengals at pick number five, but Jamar Chase is going to be a tremendous wide receiver the next level next level bona fide number one and a guy that's going to fit in nicely with tyler boyd and t higgins going forward and number six are the miami dolphins taking wide receiver Devonte smith from alabama you know they're going to give Tua his former teammate here and Devonte smith the heisman trophy winning wide receiver this past year you know arguably had the best wide receiver and best uh, season for wide receiver in college football history this past season Broke, you know, a tremendous amount of records. The film was great. 
love the way he gets off the line of scrimmage at his size. I know a lot of people were worried about his size, but I mean, he wasn't, no one had a, he had no trouble producing in the toughest conference in college football in the SEC, and I think he's going to be fine at the NFL level as well. And number seven, I have a mock trade with the Patriots coming up from 15 to get quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. Swapping picks with the Detroit Lions pick at seven. You know, New England seems, you know, they want a quarterback, obviously. I think I think they have some confidence in Cam. I think they like Cam. I don't know if they're willing to give him a full year after what happened last year, but they knew that it wasn't. He was not set up for success, evident of how aggressive they were in free agency, getting Jono Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. So, but having said that, I think they were fine with Cam at quarterback in 2021, but I think they're going to get Mac Jones to be their long-term guy. Nick Saban and Belichick have a really nice relationship going back for years, so I'm sure Mac has been strongly endorsed by Nick Saban, you know, to for Belichick to go up, come up here and get him. It's pick seven. And number eight, uh, the Carolina Panthers taking tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon. You know, now they have Sam Darnold at quarterback. They could use some offensive linemen to, you know, help protect him. They have a nice set of receivers with uh, Robbie Anderson and um, DJ Moore already. You know, definitely use a few more weapons at tight end and even a third receiver. They did sign David Moore from Seattle, but you know he's more of a rotational wide receiver. But offensive line wise, Taylor Moon's a fantastic right tackle. He's a player on the franchise tag this year. But Penny Sewell could be that left tackle guy for them. They've tried a few different players there recently, like Greg Little. Penny Sewell is a bona fide left tackle in this league. He can play right, but you know, he's definitely a blindside protector in Carolina. Number nine of the Denver Broncos taking quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Trey has, you know, great physical tools. I like the way he goes through his progressions. Very raw. Only 17 career starts in college, and that's at the FCS level. Denver, I think, I don't know if they see Drew Locke as their long-term guy. Maybe they give him another year and go another route here, but Trey Lance provides a great amount more high upside and potential than Drew Locke does, so I think they'll pick Trey Lance here, pick nine. At 10 out of the Dallas Cowboys, taking cornerback Patrick Zatan the second from Alabama. Dallas is in dire need of secondary help. They could also use some linemen with all the injuries they've had there recently. But I think Patrick Zatan is the best corner in this draft. Uh, I think his father, Patrick Zatan Sr., came out and said he wanted Zatan in Dallas. Not that he has any really say in the matter, but uh, I'm sure that gives you a little more insight of what the Zatan family thinks that where they want him to end up. But, you know, in Dallas, he can be able to form a nice duo with his, with his Alabama teammate, former Alabama teammate, and Trayvon Diggs. So Sertan would be a nice pick for Dallas. And number 11, I have the New York Giants taking Ed Resser Jalen Phillips from UCLA. This is kind of a big surge I had from Phillips from last year, excuse me, last week. But I think Phillips is kind of rising up draft board. I think a lot of people like his potential and his production he had in Miami last year. He was very highly recruited. I think he was top recruited coming out of high school when he went to uh, UCLA. Excuse me, Phillips is at Miami last year, but he started UCLA. So I think um, you know, he's going to be a guy that people are going to bank on. He's had some injuries, a lot of great length, good production last year, like I said, at Miami. So I think Phillips would be a nice pick for the Giants. At 12, I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking wide receiver Jalen Waddle from Alabama. This would be a dream scenario for Philly. You know, After trading back from pick six, they could still get a guy that probably wasn't play at six in Jalen Waddle. Guy that has number one wide receiver traits, tremendous, tremendous speed. Great player. Excuse me, great punt returner as well. Very electric with the ball in his hands. And Philly needs a lot of weapons, and Waddle will be, you know, a nice step in that direction to rectify that problem. At 13, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers taking off as a tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. 
another guard tackle versatility wise for Slater. I think he can hold up at left tackle. He had a nice year there in 2019. And he had to like play left and right, play some guard. But I think he can hold up in the left side and protect um, Justin Herbert going forward for the Chargers. 14 of the Minnesota Vikings taking Edresser Quiddy Pay from Michigan. I think Minnesota could also go off the line here. I'm having them pick an Edresser here in Quiddy Pay because. Some of their edge rushers are getting a little up there in age, but also, you know, there's some murmurs about Daniel Hunter wanting a new contract, so I don't know how much longer he's going to want to stay there. And Pay's a guy that can be a top 10 sack a year guy once he reaches the full potential, so Minnesota can go that route and have a, some insurance policy in case Hunter, you know, eventually prices himself out of Minnesota. In the mock trade of Detroit Lions now picking here at pick 15, I had him going with linebacker Micah Parsons from Penn State. Parsons is right up there for being the best defensive player of this in this class, along with Sertan and Caleb Farley and uh, guys like that. But Parsons has a lot of upside and potential based on his 2019 film. He opted out in 2020, had over 100 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss. He's a great pass rusher as well from his off-ball linebacker position. You know, he has had some off-field issues, some hazing that he got into, rock locker room hazing. Think back in 2018 that he was a part of and there's some desire about how much he loves football just some murmurs obviously nothing confirmed but you know parsons if everything checks out you know from a off-field you know issues i think he could be a top really he's a top five top ten talent but for you know the sake of this mock he's going 15 here to detroit lions at a mock trade at 16 at the arizona cardinals taking cornerback jc horn from south carolina he can step in right away and replace patrick peter patrick peterson after he left for the minnesota vikings you know, Horn's a guy that can be a number one corner at the NFL level. Great man coverage. Six to you, like glue and coverage and, you know, like I said, man situations. Good ball skills as well. Had his best game of the year, in my opinion, against Georgia. They did put on film. And, you know, Horn has the bloodlines, too, with his dad being uh, former wide receiver Joe Horn. At 17, at Las Vegas Ra- Raiders, taking linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. The Raiders, you know, have some holes in the offensive line. Even in second, the secondary, they could use the free safety, like the cornerback. Uh, Linebacker-wise, I think, you know, Wilson Cormo brings them a lot of versatility, a lot of speed, a lot of, you know, just athlete there. You know, he, he's a guy that can play little man, good at rushing the passer, great instinct, so he'll come up and hit you. So, you know, Cormo is a guy that I think would be a good pick for the Raiders. At 18 of the Miami Dolphins, taking running back Najee Harris from Alabama. They're going with another Alabama guy to compliment Another Alabama guy into a tongue of Iloa. In this mock, they get Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. You know, Najee Harris had a great senior year, 26 touchdowns, really improved as a pass catcher. So it brings another added dimension in that Miami offense if Harris is the pick. At 19 of the Washington football team, taking offensive tackle Christian Darisol from Virginia Tech. You know, Darisol will be the left tackle from day one in Washington. Some people see him as a right tackle, I see him as a left tackle. Really athletic guy for his size. Tremendous in the run. He's a little work in the passing game just because Tech was more of a running offense when he was there. But I think he has a physical and athletic ability to, you know, become a very good pass protector from that blind side for Washington. And, you know, for more on this pick, I will talk more about the Washington football team's options at 19 at the end of this mock. At number 20, the Chicago Bears taking cornerback Caleb Farley, also from Virginia Tech. You know, Farley is more of a top 10, top 15 talent. But he opted out in 2020 due to COVID, but he also had some injuries going back to the days of tech, back procedure that missed him, had him miss his pro day a couple weeks ago. So I think for those reasons, he's going to slide a little bit. But the tape is there. Great man, corner, good ball skills, 
really fast 40 time at his, well, it was recorded before the pro day, but it was, you know, 4-3, sub 4-3 level. So the Bears could need use a guy like that to replace a former Virginia Tech Hokie and Kyle Fuller. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At 21, I have the Indianapolis Colts taking Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. He played left tackle this past year for USC, but probably better suited at guard. Um, he had some good film, you know, on the blend side for USC this past year. The Colts need some help at left tackle after Anthony Consanzo retired. But so I think Vera Tucker, they might try him out there at left side. You know, worst comes to worst, he can kick in, in, in inside or even play some right tackle. At 22, of the Tennessee Titans taking wide receiver Kadarius Tooney from Florida. They could use some help after Corey Davis lets some free agency to the Jets. Um, I think cornerback also very much in play for Tennessee. Um, but I think, and even right tackle as well. But Kadarius Tooney is a guy that has great speed, plays tremendously from the slot. Very hard to bring down for a guy his size. Um, he's a tough runner. Uh, can get you know, get the ball in his hands in a myriad of ways out of the backfield and obviously from the slot position. He had a great year this past year in Florida in his senior year, kind of a breakout year. So he'd be a quality pick for the Tennessee Titans. At 23, at the New York Jets, taking cornerback Greg Newsom the second from Northwestern. The Jets have, you know, need some help on the back end of their secondary at corner. You know, getting Greg Newsom, a guy with great speed from Northwestern, go a long way in uh, helping solidify that secondary. I think the wide receiver position could be, you know, attacked here by the Jets. Also, a running back, whether it's Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, but I think Newsom is a guy that Robin Sala is really going to like to have at that cornerback position. At 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking linebacker Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. They drafted Devin Bush in the first round a couple years ago, and he's been a great player, but he is—he did tear his ACL last year, and they need someone to pair with him. And Collins is a guy that's, you know, almost a throwback size linebacker, 6'4", 260, really good speed, good ball skills, had four interceptions this past year, four sacks, four forced fumbles. So he's a guy that can do a little bit of everything, and I think he fit really well as a 3-4 inside backer for the Pittsburgh Steelers. At 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars taking tackle Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. They get a guy here to protect Trevor Lawrence for the future. They have Cam Robinson right now on the franchise tag, so there's no telling if he's going to be the long-term guy to protect Trevor. So Tevin Jenkins is a guy that you know I really think is better suited in the right side, and even a little bit of guard. Very nasty run blocker. Um, you know, but there's no problem in trying the left tackle, especially in a year that Cam's going to play left tackle for them anyways, especially. At the, ta- the tag price that he's going to play on, but maybe they can get Tevin Jenkins ready to take over on the left side in a year, you know, in 2022. At 26, I the Cleveland Browns taking linebacker Jamin Davis from Kentucky. He's a guy that had a great 2020, really nice film. Another guy that ran like around a 4.45 at his pro day, great speed. I like his ball skills too, very much as a nose for the ball. Had a couple interceptions on tips for Kentucky. You know, the Browns could use some help on that linebacking core. They have Mac Wilson. And Sona Takitaki from BYU, but I think Jamin Davis is a guy who would instantly be the best linebacker on that team. At 27, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking safety Trayvon Morag from TCU. They get a guy that can replace Earl Thomas 
and take over after you know he was cut before the year last year as a guy that can pair with Chuck Clark to be one of the best safety combos in the NFL. Um, you know, Morag is a guy that has great range, center fielder, deep, you know, deep middle part of the field guy. Also could play against the run as well, pretty well. Good tackler, really nice ball skills, like I said, and a guy that I, I think is the clear number one free safety in this draft class. 28 out the New Orleans Saints taking wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. from LSU. He's a guy that was able to get his number one, you know, opportunity in LSU this past year with Jamar Chase opting out and Justin Jefferson going to the draft last year to first round pick and had a record rookie year for the Minnesota Vikings. But Marshall Jr. proved that he was up to the task, had a great first half of the year before opting back out due to COVID, put on some great film, like a size at 6'2", 6'3", ran a 4'4", 40 as pro day, good hands, could play in the slot as well, and the Saints could use him to pair with Michael Thomas. At 29, the Green Bay Packers taking wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Another 6'2", 215 guy, good route runner who could also play the slot. like the way he breaks his routes off the top of his the stem of the route. And a guy that I think could work well with Devontae Adams very well and give Aaron Rodgers a much-needed first-round receiver that he has never had in his career at Green Bay. At 30, the Buffalo Bills taking edge wrestler Gregory Rousseau from Miami. He had 15 and a half sacks in 2019 before opting out in 2020. So I think it's why he might slide a little bit. People might forget about how, you know, let's say dominant he was, but he had really nice, some really nice film and some good stats that he put up in Miami in 2019. The Bills certainly need some pass rush help just because the guys are getting up in age with Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes. Uh, they did, have, they do have the second year player AJ Epinesa from Iowa, but I think Rousseau is a better pass rusher than Epinesa and a guy that they could, you know, eventually take over and be a really quality starting defense alignment for them at 2022 at the latest. At 31, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking tackle Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. He's only really played right tackle in his career so far, but really young, 20 years old. A guy that could, you know, is going to get stronger as he gets the NFL weight room and strength and conditioning program. So I think he eventually could switch to the left side. Very athletic. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City definitely needs some offensive line help. I think everyone saw that as evident in the Super Bowl. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, but it's no help having him if he's constantly on his back because no one can protect him so it may feel to be a guy that can't say he could you know take a 31 and help you know protect pat patrick Mahomes. at 32 the last pick out of tampa bay taking going for basically a best player available because the roster is very stacked there's really no clear need you'd say um so i have them going with an end rusher because you can never have enough and have them going with jason owoa from penn state Yes, they re-signed Shaq Barrett and J.P. Paul. Yes, and they gave him a year extension as well, but he's getting a little up there in age. But I'm sure Todd Bowles can find a way to get Oboa on the field as much as possible. Another guy that had a really nice pro day. He's flying up some draft boards as, as of late, and Oboa is more of a you know long-term play for them and a guy that could eventually be one of the better pass rushers to come out of this class. The last thing I'm going to talk about two bonus guys that I like later in the draft. Um, it's a first is Virginia Tech safety Divine Diablo. Uh, he's six through six three two twenty six. He ran a four four six at his pro day. He's a guy that I watched a lot of Virginia Tech being a Virginia Tech football fan. He played a little bit of free safety, played the rover position, played some in the slot. Pretty solid in man coverage. He's a guy that's not afraid to hit you in the middle of the field. Um, obviously, when you think of big Tech safety, you think of a guy like Cam Chancellor. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't think he's at that level. He's faster than Cam, but he does bring the thump just as much as Cam did. Um, if he goes in the fourth or fifth round, I think he can be a starter and a steal for a team. Some teams are looking at him as a linebacker because of that size, but I think he definitely has athletic ability and the instincts to stay at safety. 
Next is Notre Dame tight end Tommy Tremble. He's probably more of a second or third round guy, probably third round. He's a guy that doesn't have much production in Notre Dame. He's a younger guy, only 20 years old. He was constantly playing a behind a top tight end, whether it was Cole Komet before last year, and they had a good freshman this past year, and Michael Mayer. So Tremble's a guy that I think is going to be a better pro than college player. He's 6'3", 241, ran a 4'5", 40. At the very least, he's a good special teams player, more of like an H-back type of role, H-tight end guy. So I think Tremble's a guy that maybe Washington can look at in the third round to you know take some pressure off of Logan Thomas. So lastly, I'm going to talk about some options again in Washington pick, at pick 19. Obviously, if the draft breaks this way, I think they'd be very happy to have Christian Darisol. I know they're looking for a left tackle. They need it. You know, Cornelius Lucas held up pretty well for them that second half of the year, but he's a guy that's, you know, probably better suited as a swing tackle. A guy that can come in for you in the middle of the game, take over for an injury, or start for you for a few games like he did last year. But again, I don't think he's a long-term left tackle. They have Jerron Christian. I think the team has seen what they has got from him in three years. Probably another guy better suited as a backup swing tackle role. So getting a guy like Christian Darisol would be a fantastic find for them at pick 19. There's no guarantee, obviously, he'll be there at 19. I think he's in play at 14 for Minnesota. I think he can really start coming off the board at pick 13 between the Charters at 13, Minnesota at 14, the Raiders at 17, even the Dolphins at 18. So definitely some obstacles in the way for him to slide to Washington at 19. But if he is there, they could be a nice pick for a Washington football team. Obviously, I've, you know, I've heard the murmurs and uh, John Kahn reported that you know, they're interested in trading up for the right player. And I think that's you know the smart thing to do. I, obviously, no one knows what those right players are. I'm sure Trey Lance or Justin Fields, probably more Trey Lance at quarterback is the one that they'd be interested to at quarterback. Maybe they have eyes on a guy like Kyle Pitts for some reason if he falls or Jamar Chase. I don't know. But I think those guys are going to probably be gone both before pick six. Uh, maybe they have Jeremiah Wilson-Cormola. He might go a little higher than expected. Maybe like Micah Parsons. Guys like that. So there's some guys that I'm sure they're, they have to keep an eye on if they're there. If they, you know, the price isn't too steep for them to come up and get a guy they like. Uh, but like I said, quarterback, the only, reason they're gonna get, only way they're going to get one in the first round is if they trade up. That obviously is all going to depend on the price or how much they really love a guy. If Trey Lance is that guy, I do think he's a quality guy to go up and get, especially if he gets that 8 to 10 range. He's going to be worth the capital because I think after a year of sitting, he's a guy that could eventually prove to be the at least second best quarterback in this class. I think wide receivers in play. It seems like they want a big wide receiver. I don't think anybody should be shocked if they really like Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall. I'm not saying they will pick a receiver in the first round. I'm just saying I think it can't be ruled out. Maybe they trade down a couple spots and take a guy like that later in the first, like I said, a Marshall or Rashad Bateman. Um, and then linebacker, like I said, I think Jeremiah Wusso-Koromoa is definitely in play at pick 19. Maybe a Jamin Davis as well from Kentucky. But uh, I think 19 is a little rich for him. He's more in that 25 to 32 range. I like him. Um, and for some reason, Micah Parsons drops. I think he could be in play at 19 as well if he's on the board. Um, and lastly, a guy like is, uh, I mentioned him, he went to the Ravens at pick 27 in this mock, but Trayvon Morag is a guy that I think uh, Washington fans should get accustomed to if he is the pick. I think he, this team needs a free safety. They haven't had one in years, years. I mean, honestly, Sean Taylor was the best safety they've had, obviously, um, for, you know, maybe in franchise history, but you know, I'm not saying obviously Morag is not Sean Taylor and a completely different type of players, but you know, Morag is a guy that can play that you know center fielder type role that can pair with Atlanta Collins and Cam Curl to form a dynamic safety duo. Um, and even you know, 
I think he, they can they can find a way to get all three of those things in the field between Morag and uh, Collins and Curl. But like I said, I think Morag, I think team, player fans should not be disappointed if they go with a guy like that because um, he could only make this great defense, you know, even better and you know finish. He if he plays behind this defensive line, Morag's a guy that can get you five or six interceptions a year because he he just has a knack for the ball and just is constantly around it. So I think he also would be a nice pick at nineteen. But with that, that will conclude this mock draft episode. I have a final mock draft out due next week, along with a special Washington football team draft preview show. And the Washington football team has a real chance to get some key impact players in this class. So it's a hopefully I will be able to you know address that on that preview show. I hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout 21 and Instagram at Roman Around the League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off and see you next time.